Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Week Horror, a Latinx Horror Movie Podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we breaking out into? What we're, we're, we're both drinking black coffee right now. That's what's happening. Whoa. What does that sound like? See ya? Is that Sia? Is it? I don't know. Girl. Maybe. I don't know. What? What's Sia song? I do not know. Titanium. Whoa. I don't know. What are we doing right now? <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to the show. Oh, we man. are. Um, we're feeling a little frazzled. We're feeling a little Ooh. crazy. I feel like this for the past like two months we've been like we're frazzled. Uh, we're frazzled, guys. In the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. we're fine. Yeah. But in uh, living in our meat bodies we are a mess (laughs) well listen we're allowed to feel our feelings and if we're feeling frazzled so be it uh i uh literally just gonna admit it off the top was crying to eileen on facetime (laughs) before we started this so that's how i'm doing that's how i'm we had a little bit of a cry and that's okay (laughs) because that's who we are if there's more during the episode you know what just you're welcome, everybody. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Vulnerability mm-hmm. is not bad. Sean we share our vulnerables. true feelings on this show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I woke good. up early to finish my second watch of this film, mm-hmm. which um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right off the bat, I enjoyed myself. With I did this too. I was surprised. Film. The poster led me to believe that we were going to get a Demonio de los Andes kind of thing. Yeah, similar vibes. Yeah, that's not what we got. No. And uh, there are a lot of question marks in my notes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. So I'm excited for you to clarify them for me. I also have a handful of question marks, but I think they're not unanswerable. I think we can figure it out together. This is the kind of movie where the director was just like, I'm not going to answer all the questions for you. You figure it out on your own, which I'm like, cool. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, since we're we're already like in the middle of it, let's just fucking go for it. Let's so go. this week is my pick. I mm-hmm. picked a Venezuelan film from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. I th- I believe it's a Venezuela Mexico co-production. Right. But it's a Venezuelan movie. It's uh it's an origin story of one of the Ven- of a Venezuelan folklore tale, so that's always fun. I'd equate it to like <laughs> The Cruella or the um, the what is the one where Angelina was the the Sleeping Beauty? Oh, um, a Maleficent. Uh, Maleficent. Maleficent. I believe. Sure. I hmm. think it would fall in that category of like this person is technically a villain, but this is how they became the villain. Kind uh, of thing. Especially in this version of events in this movie, because as I'm sure we will learn in trivia on both our parts. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. There are a lot of different like fables and legends and backstories on this on this character. Yes. Who could it be? Who could it be? Which is <laughs> I think uh, the reason why the question marks that we have and that the director isn't like fully answering is Yeah. It's urban legend. It's that kind of shit. So we we don't have the answers for sure. real. So. Sure. Our movie this week is called El Silbón: mm. colon, 
Origenes. Mm. So it's a film from 2018. It was directed by Gisberg Bermudez and written by Gisberg Bermudez. Gisberg Bermudez? The name is added there, which I was like, Mis- not a misprint, you know, but I think that is a person. It's Gisberg I so. and Gisjerk. I, I guess so. Maybe sure. siblings? Yeah. Uh, and very um, uninspired parents. <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically. So Gisberg and Gisjerk Bermudez and Irina Dendiuk are the writers. Uh-huh. Why don't we get a synopsis from you, sir? Lovely. I got this synopsis from Tubi, which is actually where I watched this movie, so you can check it out there. Here we go. As in the popular folktale, a phantasmagorical figure wanders at night, terrorizing the drunk, the unfaithful, and the children whom he feasts upon. <laughs> yeah, okay. The children, not the children. <laughs> not the children. Um, yeah, totally. Great. All right, so here we go off to Venezuela to see what El Silbón is all about and how he began. El Silbón Origenes. We begin with a quote from Vlad Dracula. Oh, boy. Uh, Bad sign. (laughs) Okay. And the quote is, the world doesn't need more heroes. It needs more monsters. So Vlad Dracula really wanted more monsters. Great. We see the sky through some branches of a very large tree, and Mm. we pan down to a small house with a palm leaf roof, and we hear a baby cry. A man knocks on the door, and this man is Baudilio, el Mm. señor Baudilio. Very handsome. Very handsome, very large. Great beard. the broadest shoulders. I got, you know, I got to say, just lovely, curly, full, (laughs) thick hair. Yes. A dream. He's incredibly handsome. Too bad he sucks. I I watched some interview to try and find trivia things of Uh him on Spanish CNN, and he, oh my God, he was wearing a fucking like Hawaiian floral shirt unbuttoned to like right Ooh. at the chest. I literally was like, I can't, I, uh, I'm i not hearing what he's saying. Not listening to a word you're saying. My <laughs> eyes are glued to your pecs. Yes, it was. Sorry I was like, to just fully, uh, uh, <laughs> just, what, what is the word? We're objectify. Just, we're, we are objectifying this man. But goddamn, goddamn. Yeah. So this is Senor Baudilio. A woman opens the door that he just knocked on, holding a fresh baby. This Ooh. baby just popped out. Fresh. And she doesn't look thrilled. She seems sad. Mm. And uh, she's like, hey, Senor Baudilio, here's tu hijo. And he asks, what about Gisela? And she doesn't answer. And she's like, look, it's a boy. <laughs> don't, don't you like Yay. this little boy? He's a little piece of her. And he's like, is she okay? And the woman again is like, you know, she gave him the name Angel mm. before dot, dot, dot. And then he cuts her off. He goes inside. He tells her and a little girl in the corner called Alaisa to get out of the room. Oh, God. And they do. And the camera follows these two girls. And uh, uh, Baudilio stays in the room. Quite obviously, Gisela in the bed. She's died in childbirth. As the women are walking away from this house, from this room, a voiceover begins saying, El mal es la ausencia del bien. Condición exclusivamente humana. Which I was like, oof, that's good. It's so good. And also, 
I feel like we've heard that line before in mm-hmm. some movie in voiceover just that way. You know, that's so crazy you say line. that. Yeah, it's crazy you said that because I was watching it and I was like, I am having a, a deja vu. Deja, something is something. something is happening. Yeah. I can't place where, but it is a great line of like, mm-hmm. yeah. evil is uh, exclusively human condition. Oof. And that's so good. I know we've heard it somewhere. Yeah. The voiceover continues, the night of his birth marked his tragic life, and then at this moment we hear Baudilio in the room with his dead wife scream a horrible scream. <gasps> okay. The voiceover continues as we see Señor Baudilio riding his horse into the night, and it says, his father, looking for revenge, spilled sangre maldita. And a curse fell upon him and all of his lineage. And then we see Baudilio approach a man who is obviously un brujo. He's wearing like a loincloth, tiene yes. candela all around the room, and he's like bald. And, and it's very just... like, I've called this this tone devil shodashusha. So... One 100%. <laughs> Because yes. it's very shusha, 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 but it, you and the undertone of it is very like modulated voice, so it's like yeah. ah, ha, 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 ha. so it's devil shusha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, can I ask a quick question? Uh-huh. Claro. The, the Abaudillo, his uh-huh. revenge that he is seeking is because. Uh, Gisela? Gisela, Gisela, Gisela died in childbirth, so he's that's his anger and his sadness. I believe so. That's okay. what it seems to be. Okay, great. The brujo turns and sees Baudilio there, and he says, "You asked for a child, so this child will be with you for eternity." Maybe this is somebody that they went to, and they were like, "Help us conceive," or like. You know, because back in the day, by the way, this is a back in the day moment right now. Yes. This yeah. is old timey. They're, they're wearing like a puffy shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> puffy shirts. Yeah. <laughs> puffy shirts, peasant skirts, that kind of shit. So, you know, back in the day, I'm sure people would be like, uh huh. Here, I'll bring Very you whatever. Superstitious, all yes. that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Baudilio pulls out a knife and stabs the fucking brujo to death. Damn. Yeah, rude. The voiceover continues saying, I could suppress these events, but it's the only proof of this curse. And we see a priest staring outside of a window. And so we're meant to assume that this narration that we're hearing is this priest. Mm -hmm. And we see that he's... He's dictating this to a young, like, altar boy, assistant, young man. Sure. And he's, with his, like, feather quill, writing on a piece of paper that has Mm. some, like, art at the top. And then we hear a whistle. (gasps) That's how it goes. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And... Our title card, El Silbón. Well, this was in English, pero yeah. El Silbón Origenes, but in English it was The Whistler Origins. Now we see a close-up of a woman, and she is surrounded by bruja stuff. There's santos and candelas and shit, and you're like, oh, okay, another, another brujo, bruja. Mm-hmm. And she's puffing on a cigar, and she's in front of a flat, round, woven basket 
the kind that usually you would throw maybe caracoles in if you were like doing santeria and stuff like that. Mm. She reaches across this like flat basket and there's a picture of a young, sad looking girl. Long, very The Ring-esque hair falling around her face. Cut to this little girl from the picture. The Ring. uh, Yes, The Ring. Uh, (laughs) This young girl, her name is Anna, and she's looking out of a window. She's sitting on a rocking chair and on the ground. How? Okay, by the way, Uh (laughs) I thought about this watching this movie. I was like... The rocking chair is the scariest chair in horror movies. In just like in general, I feel like the rocking chair is definitely the scariest pe- scariest piece of furniture that there is. Yes, maybe maybe a grandfather clock is also like a scary piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But rocking chair number one. A rocking chair is a lot less sturdy than a grandfather clock. So if uh-huh. some ghost is passing by, that it's going to have a lot more of an easy time just kind of setting that rocking chair a rocking than it is to like have a grandfather clock hit hit the ground so like i feel like grandfather clock just in general just like the the ticking and the and the clang clongs that's i don't mean like falling over anything i just mean like the presence of the rocking chairs (laughs) i don't trust them i don't trust you they are so present in horror movies and always every time there's a horror movie you're just like when is that fucking thing gonna start to rock back and yep forth. and who's when? sitting in there who's sitting exactly in there? Yeah. what grandma is hanging out <laughs> watching this creepy ring ass so, girl exactly so she's sitting on this rocking chair and on the ground surrounding her are a bunch of drawings and she gets up and she walks over to the kitchen and while her back is turned someone quickly runs behind her which How dare i you. fucking jumped so oh, high yeah. Oh, oh yeah and she turns around quickly and there's no one there BT dubs also, Mm. this little girl is living in the quote unquote present day. In the beginning, when we saw Baudilio and that whole jam, that's the past. (laughs) When we see Ana, that's the present. When I tell you, I was a good (laughs) 30 to 40 minutes into this film when I was like, oh, wow, got it. And I felt (laughs) real smart. Real smart, but <laughs> it's good to now, establish this now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I, I w- could have saved this for later trivia, but I'll say mm-hmm. it now. The director did that on purpose. Sure, he said I wanted to keep the color scheme of of both timelines very similar and not really show technology or anything because I wanted to everything to kind of like seem like it's the same timeline when really it's two different ones. So Well, and also I think another thing that he did was that he a lot of the characters from the past timeline and the present timeline look quite similar. Very so similar. Off the top I was like, I am confused as to yes. who everybody is, but I think that that was on purpose. Agreed. So Anna, in this house that she lives in present day, it's a beautiful house in that there is a tiny little like garden slash courtyard in the middle of the house and the rooms of the house kind of are around it. So Mm -hmm. you would like leave a room and technically be outside, but it's still within the house. Does that make sense? Yes, it's gorgeous. It reminds me of my house in Nicaragua and except much more like of the country. Yes. Gorgeous. It reminds love me it, of my it, tia's it. house in Mazatepe, which What I it, 100%. Yes. Verdad? That's it. Not Mazatepe, Ticuantepe, sorry. That's the one I've been to though, right? 
Yes, that's the yeah, one yeah. where we used to hang out and suntan outside, yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> and the cows in the morning. Uh, dreams. So in this house, in this courtyard, there is a well, and uh, which is very nice. And so Anna walks by this well. As she does, it sounds there's like is a sho- devil Shodashusha vibes mm. coming from the well, growling and hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. And then she walks slowly away. She's walking down like past these rooms, and all you see is her back. And all of a sudden, there's a blackout and a scream. I jumped. Way to build some tension, because I was ready for a door to pop open, an arm to pop to pop out. That, I was Algo. waiting for an arm to snatch her, but I was like, okay, I'm starting to vogue, light yeah. voguing, a light. light vogue. Yeah, yeah. And now we see a woman running out of her room, and she goes into another room, and she finds Anna holding up a knife, which is what she went to get at the kitchen, to the chest of a man. And this man is knee is on his knees, so that's why she can like reach out her knife and it'll be at his chest because he was closer to what her. Fuck. He's holding the drawings that we saw her surrounded by earlier. And did you recognize who this man was? I didn't immediately, but I was like, why is he so familiar? You want to tell us? Yes, I will is? tell you. Please, please. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a, a returning actor Love to it when the Uikuror stage. Uikuror is what I just said. <laughs> to the Uikuror stage. Um, this man, whose character's name is Gabriel, is played by Leonidas Urbina, who was Johnny in Infección, our mm-hmm. other movie from Venezuela, which was a zombie film, who we were obsessed Another with. Another man who we absolutely objectified. We were Because we, there was like a shirtless or a nude well, It was a, a shirtless, and we shirtless were like, and oh. beard. He Johnny. had a beard too. Yeah, Johnny was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in this one, he's got a mustache. Yeah, yeah. The other guy in Infection was hella like conventionally beautiful, exactly. whatever. And Johnny, it was my cup of tea. Oh no, we were both like cool with that with the other guy, but it's yeah. all about Johnny. It's Damn. all about Johnny. So, so welcome we back. Yeah, welcome back, Leonidas Urbina. You still look fabulous. Uh-huh. Mustache, beard, I don't uh, wh- give a shit. Whatever it is, it you us. look great. <laughs> So Gabriel, who is Anna's dad, is sitting, is kneeling on the ground, and she's got a knife to his fucking chest. And the mom goes up slowly to the little girl and is like, "Honey, why don't you let that go, please?" And she takes it out of her hand. She takes one of the drawings out of Gabriel's hand. The drawing is of a man who looks similar to Gabriel Uh. with a branch of a tree, like a very pointy branch going right through this man, like skewered. Impaled. Impaled. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's blood over it. Again, children doing cryptic drawings is always terrifying. Like violent fucking drawings. Yes. And like... Good drawings too. Oh, this absolutely. little girl did not draw no. no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> the mom asks, ¿Y quién es este? And this shot was great because we see the mom looking at the drawing. Behind her is a mirror. Mm. And in the reflection of the mirror, we can see little Anna, but the mirror is unfocused. You can only you see that it's there, you see Anna's there, but the focus is on the mom being like what the fuck is this drawing? And then when she says, who the hell is this? In the mirror, you see very ring-esque. You see little Anna raise her arm and point at her dad. And then it fades out. What does it mean? 
We fade back in, and we see a young boy. So we're back in the past now. Mm-hmm. And this young boy is Angel, the baby that was born in the beginning. And he walks over to Alaisa, and she's taking down laundry from a clothesline. He walks over quietly to his dad, to Senor Baudilio, who's sleeping on a hammock. And he leans over him very quietly. You can tell he's like a reserved little boy. He's yeah, just like a sweet dirty, boy. wearing a shitty shirt and, and weird pants. I mean, again, past. And he's just like curiously looking down at his dad sleeping in the hammock. Mm-hmm. When that motherfucker, like, de repente, grabs that kid's shirt collar, like, Scared from the, the shit shirt. Out of me. My God, jumped so high. And he says, Te dije no me mire así. Don't I told you, don't look at me like that. <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> but why? Because he's a dick, that's what why. What the fuck? He, like, he's just trying to look at you, dad, yeah. or you know, no, whoever you like, are. No, he's like, fuck you, fuck off, you're a dick. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. So in the outdoor kitchen, because again, this is like uh, country-esque, so the kitchen is obviously outside. Alaisa sees little Angel come in, and he's hiding his face in his shirt. Oh, yeah. And she asks, ¿Y qué te pasó? And what are you hiding? And she, he shows her his little busted lip. Pobrecito. And she says, yeah, and she goes, Le pegó otra vez. He hit you again. Fucker. Back to present day, Gabriel is at confession. And the priest on in the other side of the wall, who I also was like, um, excuse me, beard... Uh, fucking, he had these green eyes that I was like, I, 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 I in my notes, I literally wrote, this priest has such pretty eyes. Why are we so thirsty today? <laughs> <laughs> this priest has such pretty eyes. So thirsty wow. for this priest. So Gabriel asks, ¿Qué cara tiene el demonio? And the priest is like, well, Lucifer has hella faces, so, you know, he could be standing right in front of you and you might not know it. And Gabriel is like, could he be in the body of the sweetest little girl? My daughter is possessed by the devil. And the priest is like, what makes you think that? And he's like, I don't think it. No lo creo. Lo sé. So the priest makes a house call and he sees that Anna is wearing this crude little amulet around her neck. And then he looks at all the drawings that she's made. And one in particular is a woman lying on the ground and blood is like pouring out of her vagina. It's just like, it's an awful picture. Her face is like distorted and hideous. So the priest grabs these drawings and he leaves the room and the parents follow. He asks them, why are you putting this pagan shit around your kid? And he's talking about the necklace that she has on the amulet and he's like y que ahora eso son eso es lo que lo que creen ahora this fucking uh, pagan uh-huh. shit and they the both the parents are like i didn't do it and i didn't do it and nobody put that fucking necklace on her creepy yeah very creepy and the priest says okay i'm taking these drawings with me and just before he leaves gabriel asks padre are those drawings prophecies and the priest never answers and just gets the fuck out of there. So now we're in a dark space and we are lit by a flashlight, it seems. And someone, whom we never see, removes a slab of rock from this area and from underneath pulls out an old book, like an old manuscript. This person opens this book and the page that we're looking at looks like the same type of page that the young boy that was taking the dictating from the priest at the beginning was drawing. All I could think was, do not open 
an unearthed book. Hello. Hello. Have we not seen like tons of movies? Come on now. Just this is stupidity. Evil Dead number one. Hello. Don't open a weird old book. D- just don't fucking do it. Hello. On the page, it says, Nunca se supo de donde salió ni como se llamaba. Solo escucharon que silbaba. And there's a horrible drawing on top. And this person with this manuscript is flipping the pages and we see all like a story basically. Every page has a drawing on top. Some of them look similar to the kinds of drawings that Anna is doing. Mm-hmm. Finally, the person flipping these pages gets to the last page and pulls it out of this old dusty book. So this person takes this page and gets the fuck out. Now we see the priest is walking home at night and he hears something behind him and then he hears something again and then he hears... Not good. And the priest is like, fuck this shit. And he runs into his church. And inside, he sees that someone's been in there and that someone's been unearthing this fucking book because the book was left behind. And next to the book is a dusty cloth that you can tell has been tied with a knot. It looks like a big rock, maybe like a helmet. There's some shit in there. And you're like, what's going on? At Anna's house... We hear again as she creepily rocks herself into the night in her fucking shitty rocking chair, terrifying the world. Now we're back in time and Angel is standing in one of the trees in one of the huge branches and he's got his arms outstretched and he's trying to whistle. It's very kind of whistling. And in the branches you see that there are vultures. Mm -hmm. You hear dogs barking and uh, we go in the house and we see that Adaisa is pulling corn out of a cob. And she looks over to the corner and Baudillo is sitting there in a rocking chair fucking sleeping. And she quietly puts her bowl down and gets up to try and walk out when de repente, ¿a dónde vas? And I jumped. Do, do, do not wake this man. Don't no. do it. No. He's always, he's sleeping with one eye open. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> he is not asleep. He's, no. He is tricking he you. He does not sleep. So she's like, uh, I was going to go get more, more corn. Don't worry about it. And he's like, no. And then she does this thing where she is about to, like, not be brave and stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. And she chooses oh. to be brave. Yes. She puts her little bowl down and she turns around and she's like, Usted no es mi dueño ni mi marido. Oof. You're not my owner or my husband. And then he terrifyingly walks right up to her and he says, that can be fixed easily. Terrifying. And he's so menacing and terrifying. But suddenly the dogs start to bark really intensely outside and like that kind of stops. So outside we see that Angel is in the pig pen of his house and he's bringing his little pig a snack. And he's snorting at the pig and pets it and he's pink little thing. It's so cute. Meanwhile, Baudillo brings in raw meat for the barking dogs that are in 
a wooden cage. Now the dogs are like salivating. You can it, like they're. Oh, I think it's we're meant to understand that these dogs are starving. These I love dogs. I fucking love dogs. Are you Look kidding you me? They're the to. goddamn best. Who am I talking to? But when he gives these dogs the meat, the ferocity at which they fucking go into it. I was like, ooh, you, 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 you. Yeah. They are, like you said, they are so hungry. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. So while he's doing that, Alaisa is in the chicken coop and she's pico, pico, pico. She's throwing corn at the chicken, feeding them. And she sees over the fence that a man is approaching and she drops everything. You can tell she's really happy and she runs over to him. Did you think that this young man kind of looked like a baby Zé do Caixão? Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> I didn't think it in the moment, but now that you say it, he absolutely did. He absolutely No hat, did. no nails, not creepy yeah. like Zedo Caixão, but an air, an air if, of, yeah. you know. Totally. If Zedo Caixão was having a casual day, <laughs> that yeah. would be And if him. he was like actually like a kind sweet man. Yeah, 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 exactly. And also, can we just say that this woman Araisa is a stunner. I done. She her 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 hair is like yours, where it's just like yeah. Her it made me feel very happy. <laughs> curly, yeah, thick hair that she just kind of like she just wears it out and loose. She's lovely. I mean, her her. I was just like you are her so face. beautiful. She's it, so I, amazingly beautiful. The, her skin was mm-hmm. flawless. The There's smoothest, nary- creamiest. Mo- uh, who are you? I, yeah, the most Girl, beautiful woman. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I literally yeah. was like, and like, bless you, Zedo Caixão, but you ain't. He wasn't. He's no Baldilio who was hella no, fine. not at all. If anything, at this moment, because you know he's yeah, no, he's just a simple young guy. But this this fucking supermodel stunner comes up to him, and I was like, oh damn, this woman can act because I believe <laughs> that she is desperately in love with this man. Yes, and this sweet boy who like. <laughs> You scored, bro. Oh, Listen, you did dude, great. <laughs> way to go, dude. Either you got a fucking great dick or like you know how to go uh, down on a girl hella yeah, yeah, good yeah. or Something's something. Something's going on here because the way she's looking into his eyes, ooh, it works. Or my biggest my biggest thing for when people are like, ew, that guy and that girl, I'm like, well, maybe he makes her laugh because that's- That's it. You can't beat a personality. Anyways, <laughs> no no hate towards little baby Zedukaishom, but she is thrilled to see him and she's like, what are you doing here? And he pulls out a necklace and he's like, listen, this was my grandmother's and then after her was my mother's and if you'll accept me, mm. I give it to you. You can tell she's thrilled, but then it kind of like dawns on her, her situation. And she's like, and what if I can't accept it? Mm. But even like a breath goes by and she's like, fuck it. And she moves her hair to the side and he attaches her the necklace to her neck. It's a very sensual moment. Their faces are so close very to close. each other. And yeah. then they kiss and they're just like, yeah, girl, yes. get it. Marry this man. But then all of a sudden, here comes Baudilio riding his horse and he pulls out a legit fucking sword and puts it right up to this man's chest. And he's like, Mm. And Alaisa's like, hold on, hold on. He's like, mira, vos callate, vos sos una cualquiera, which is 
rude. Excuse me. And baby's education is like, mira, a mí se me respeta mi prometida, okay? Uh, hey, hey. And, yes, bitch. <laughs> yes. And I mean, Baudillo is like, shoulders alone, he is double this fucking two, man. Two feet above this poor little man. Yes. <laughs> and that little guy is and, still like, no, motherfucker. Don't no. you talk shit to my lady. Oh, okay? I love it. And Baudillo says, last I checked, nobody asked me about being prometidos to anybody. Mm. And he just fucking stares that fucker down. Later on, Alaisa is hanging in bed with little Angel and they're just like being sweet together. And she takes her new necklace and she dangles it on top of him as he's lying on her lap. And she says, mi alma está in este necklace. Mm. And she puts it in a little box above her bed. Back to present day, Gabriel and his wife are laying in bed, and at their door, what is that called? Underneath the- Just like the crack uh, under the door? Yeah, the crack yeah. under the door, you see some feet standing there. And then they turn and they walk away. And as the feet are walking away, wind chimes start to go. But mm. they're not wind chimes like ding, 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 ding. They're wind chimes like- the stick kind of wind yeah, chime, so it's more sound. like clank, 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 not clank, mm-hmm. cluck, cluck, whatever, like, you know cluck, what cluck, I mean. Cluck, 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 yeah. I see. <laughs> cluck, like, cluck, ding, cluck, 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 not like ding, 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onomatopoeia. Entonces. So Gabriel gets up out of bed and he walks out and he goes to see what the fuck is going on and he sees this wind chime fucking turning going ham it's going so fast yeah and he walks up to it and he grabs the whole thing to stop it but when he takes his hand away it's covered in blood the chimes (gasps) had been covered in blood so he walks into little anna's room and he we hear her fucking going ham coloring scribbling drying and she's sitting down on the floor just fucking with her crayon going for it mm-hmm. not looking at the paper being a creepy child and looking straight ahead as she's coloring this what the shit, fuck this shit is so creepy because i kept thinking that at any moment they would show us what she was looking at and i was like i don't want to fucking see no. it no no Ooh, no. Hell no. When her dad approaches her, she stops the coloring and without looking at him, she picks up her drawing and over her shoulder hands it to him. He grabs it and looks. And another great moment using this mirror, like yeah. they did with the mom, we see him in the mirror looking at the picture in the mirror there's a single drop of blood on his shirt from when the wind chime i guess like flung it on him he looks down at the drawing and the drawing is exactly this shot that we see it's her dad looking into the mirror with a fucking spot of blood on the shirt no dude when i tell you that at this point i this gave me the creeps so So bad and i again this movie is also filled with very good pockets of terror they are all over the fucking place yes i was ready because the way that this this is set up he's like looking at the drawing literally of what he's looking at in the moment of himself in the mirror yeah and i thought the silbon our fucking little ring girl, some horrible shit was just gonna like bam pop over his shoulder. Uh huh. I would this at this point not a light vogue. I was voguing in fear, full, <laughs> full vogue. I love it. 
So now we're back to Angel. Again, he's in his tree with his arms outstretched, trying to whistle. Then we see Angel in a river and he's swimming while Alaisa is on the banks and she's washing trapo and clothes and shit. And from afar, on the banks, like further down, we see Baudilio literally just standing there watching. No. It's so creepy and it's so <laughs> far enough away where he's just like, Ooh, it was very unnerving. Very um, Jack in The Shining. Yes, yes. You know Just what I mean? Like, Stop. Stop Hello. staring. <laughs> Alaisa then suddenly looks up and sees that Angel is nowhere to be seen. And she's like, where the fuck did this kid go? And she calls out to him. Ugh. And then de repente he's like further down the river and he is full on drowning. Ugh. So she jumps in and she swim, swims for him and she grabs him and she swims him back to the banks. This whole time, Baudilio doesn't move. He is standing there watching all of this happen. Then he turns, when she gets to the banks, he turns around and walks away. On the banks of the river, Alaisa is holding Angel and crying. It seems like he's dead. And there is all of a sudden a very quiet and horrible devil shoda shusha. It's yeah. It begins. Behind her, the way that they shot this was really very cool. Mm. They kind of pan around so that we can see behind her in the river standing there is El Brujo that was murdered by Baudilio and next to him is Angel standing there. Mm. But she's holding on to quote unquote to Angel. And then they pan back to her so that she would be covering the uh, El Brujo and Angel. And it pans down and Angel is in her arms, like kind of out of it. Then he comes to and it turns out he's alive. Now, when I saw this, mm-hmm. I was quite confused because I was mm-hmm. like, that boy looks like Angel. And then I was like, oh. It is Ángel standing with the brujo. Pero does this mean that Ángel drowned? He died for a moment and was with the brujo, but then came to. So like it was almost like the brujo was going to claim his soul as like vengeance for the father murdering him. But then he I comes think it's back the other life. way around. It? I think uh-huh. the means... brujo is sending him back. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. The brujo is the one who was like, no, 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 no. Go back. Yes. I have unfinished business with oh, your shitty that dad. that makes a lot more sense. Yes. That's how I interpreted it. No, that's it. That's got to be it. That makes sense. That's totally yeah. it. Yeah. We're back to the farmhouse, and Alaisa is hanging up the laundry, and Baudilio is watching her like a fucking creep. And he goes over to the pig pen, <gasps> and this this was, I'm sure, very hard for you. It was. Uh, easy for me but it was it was a this was tough god fucking baudilio grabs the pig from his hind legs and the squeal that that little piggy released was so bad Mm -mm. and he drags that pig and angel follows and then he kills this pig and when it's happening angel looks away because that's his friend. Oh, God. And then ba- uh, Baudilio sees that he's not looking and he says, Hey, mireme. You fucking and asshole. And so Angel turns around his little face and he stabs the pig on per- The pig is dead at this point. And he fucking stabs that pig so that that kid can fucking see it. I. Fuck. You. I. Uh, okay. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah, total dick. Jesus. 
back at the house, Alaisa is taking a bath or a shower or it, literally an outside baila with a fucking yeah. cup throwing water. It made me <laughs> yep. think of Nicaragua. Totally. In Nicaragua, everybody had a bucket of water and a fucking bowl just in case your water went out. Yo siempre tenía ahí. Hell yeah. Just in case. Cold as hell, too. Vos sabes que yo tenía que bañarme every now and then. And I'd be like, fucking It doesn't matter that Nicaragua is fucking, well, not in the morning. In the mornings, it's cool and fresh. And so you having to take a cold ass shower with a balde? No. No. No, horrible. Wake up. (laughs) Good morning. So she's in this in this baila shower, and we see through the slats of wood that somebody is approaching her mm-hmm. and in watching her. And she hears somebody, like, be right there, and she turns around really f- fast, grabs a sheet, and of course, who is it? Fucking Baudilio. He runs at her and grabs her, throws her to the ground, and I was like, oh, please, no, no, God, no, no, not no. this again. Oh, my God. And he forces himself on top of her. Like, she, she's like, let me go, let me go, and he's like, relax. <gasps> and she's like, uh, what the fuck? And behind all this, <sighs> all of a sudden, a huge fucking stick comes smashing down on Baudilio, and it's baby Zedukaishon, and he's like, get the fuck <laughs> off of my woman. <laughs> Yes, I wrote in all caps, kill that rapist. Kill, kill that him fucking now. rapist. Alaisa runs, is able to run out from under Baudilio. Baudilio gets up, pulls out his knife, and lunges towards fucking baby Zedukaishon. But fucking he's got that stick, and he beats the shit out of Baudilio. When he falls to the ground, baby Zedukaishon grabs Alaisa's hand, and fucking he's ready to bolt. And she's like, but Angel, y Angel, I can't leave Angel behind. But... They do. Oh, okay. From behind the house, Angel has been watching all of this, and he sees his dad on the ground, and he, again, slowly approaches him and is looking (laughs) over this man, and he sees that in Baudilio's hand is Alaisa's necklace. Mm. He goes to lean over and grab it from Baudilio's hand, pero again, that man fucking wakes up and grabs his fucking arm so fast. I jumped. Dude, Listen. this guy is a wrist grabber. And oh every time I was popping out of if the fucking seat. If you don't think that every single time this man wakes up with a start so many times yeah. in this movie and every single time it happened, I jumped. Me too. Uh, it scared the shit out of me. Every single Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the dogs in the cage even jump because they start fucking barking furiously. <laughs> and we see all of a sudden a wide shot. And Baudilio is pulling at a chain. And on the other end of the chain is Angel shackled by one foot. And oh, he is pulling my. this chain as this kid is being raised, hanging upside down by the foot up into this tree. The a dogs child. are going a child. This is a baby. He is what, <sighs> 10, maybe nine? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe, a baby. And the dogs <laughs> under, like right underneath, are going crazy. They're fucking barking because it's almost like, haha, look at, the, here's possible food, dogs. And then he fucking ropes that chain around a tree stump and he just leaves that poor sweet boy hanging upside down. Oof. Now it's the night and we see Angel is still there hanging and he is he extends his arms out and he tries to whistle again. Now we see a man 
with a hunch, and he's chained to a stump. And he pulls and pulls and pulls at this chain that is attached to his foot. And this is now adult Angel. Mm. And he sits he sits down after being unable to unchain himself with his back to the tree stump. And the shot widens and we see that on the other side of the tree stump is El Brujo. Mm. And they both are kind of like back to back. And again, we hear devil. And this time they've added some sort of like samba drumming there's a lot of and i was like oh okay this I beat <laughs> loved this music here it's just kind of like it's almost very under. slight yeah, yeah. And, it wasn't major ooh, i'm like why am i shaking my shoulders like shimmying my shoulders all of a sudden all of a sudden shimmying my shoulders all of a sudden in this movie yeah it was good and then we hear el silbido it's morning in the present day, and on the grounds of a cemetery, Gabriel and his priest friend walk over with a man towards a group of people that are looking at someone lying on the ground. And the man that's walking with Gabriel and the priest, he says that in La Madrugada, they heard a horrible whistling sound, and then the dog started going crazy, and so I follow the barking up to here. And the person on the ground, we see her, and she's a woman. She's dead. And her vagina is bleeding profusely. Oh. And Gabriel turns to the priest and he say, and he says, Isiel ha vuelto? <gasps> this was my first question mark. Uh. Where I was like, what What do they know about who ha vuelto? You're right. Are they, you are know they talking, something. Yes. Are they yeah. talking specifically about El Silbón? Are they, uh -huh. who, quien ha vuelto? We never really know. And this is the part where I admit to you mm -hmm. that here we are, I'm going to say 30, 40 minutes into the movie, <laughs> I saw a pair of jeans at this uh -huh. moment, and I was like, oh, this has been bouncing back and forth between past and present this whole time, and just now, because of this pair of jeans, it clicked for me. For me, the uh, moment it clicked was earlier, <laughs> but it was because uh -huh. the dad, because Gabriel had a had a wristwatch on and I was like, oh, uh -huh. there, there the future. You go. There you go. <laughs> the future. So now the priest and Gabriel are over at the church where he found the unearthed manuscript mm. and he shows this old book to Gabriel where they find the picture of the woman bleeding from the crotch <gasps> that was the same one that Anna drew and they put it side by side and it's virtually the same thing oh god, oh god and they keep flipping through this book and they see that the final page was ripped out so back at the house gabriel is shook he tells his <laughs> wife listen the second prophecy has been fulfilled remember that drawing that our fucking kid drew well by the way a woman in town was fully dead with her vagina bleeding to death and uh m the picture of me that she drew i'm the fifth prophecy Yep. So, um, so fuck. she's possessed as hell. I'm fucked. I don't want to fucking die. What the hell? So the mom goes over to <laughs> Anna's room. And of course, Anna's sitting there going to town, fucking mm -hmm. drawing the night away, 
But again, never looking down at her beautiful artwork, just straight ahead into the abyss. No, just nothing. So the mom bends down, she looks at them, and it's another picture of a man being fucking impaled by a spiky branch through the chest. And the mom stops Anna, she grabs her coloring pen, she grabs all her papers and pencils and puts everything away, and all this time, Anna's just like, has not stopped staring at the one, whatever, one point in the abyss that she's looking at. So the mom gets up, walks out, and immediately as she walks out of that door... What starts rocking in the corner? Oh, it's the devil rocking chair. <laughs> that motherfucker's <laughs> like, time to rock. It's time. Did you notice the doll rock. in the corner? <laughs> yeah, of course I did. <laughs> of course I noticed that horrible doll. I was like, there's a doll just for Eileen sitting in the no. corner. Fuck that doll. I was waiting. I was like, where's she? What is Move she Move your head. Do? Open your eyes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so now we're at the Bruja's house. She picks up a little like a very Blair Witchy-esque yeah. doll. And she says a word that is uh, like a bruja word. I've sebubu. It sounded like she was saying <laughs> or something like that. I but just that? I just thought to myself, wait till Eileen tells you what this is because I don't no know. Se, sebubu. She said sebubu por mis antepasados. Uh-huh. Sebubu por todos los espíritus. And she looks into a mirror And behind her in the mirror, we suddenly see four different people. And one of them is Mm -hmm. El Brujo from the past. Mm -hmm. The the one that the father stabbed. Correcto. And then we hear again the devil (gasps) Shodashusha. Devil Shodashusha. So now we're back with Angel. And he is... Again, an adult and still chained by one foot. And he's still trying to whistle. And Baudilio goes to him and undoes the shackle on his foot. And immediately it's like, Angel knows this is chore time, basically. Mm. Mm -hmm. So he runs over to two buckets that are tied to either end of a pole. And he puts that pole over his shoulders. And he's ready to basically go collect water, I guess. At the river... There's a young woman who looks like Grimes. Uh, <laughs> tell me that, that bitch didn't look like Grimes. Not what I got, but that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> she looks like fucking Grimes, dude. <laughs> I was not expecting that whatsoever. There's a young woman who looks like Grimes. <laughs> yeah. So Grimes is at the river. <laughs> Grimes is at... If you don't think... Grimes is this woman's name for the oh my rest gosh. of my notes. So Grimes is at the river and she's <laughs> she's washing her trapos too and her clothes and one of her trapos gets swept away and Angel grabs it and he gives it to her. Obviously he's like a shy like he's been raised as a monster so he's mm. the word in Spanish in Lisa Nicaragua is conchudo like he's got a uh-huh. hunch. He's very Corolado. Like, Isn't that well, that's Jorobado uh-huh. también. One of the words, sure. Yeah, jorobado, conchudo. Mm-hmm. This was a good, important scene for me, though, because I was scared for Grimes because <laughs> he's rather 
scary looking, you know? Yeah. He's got yeah. that long hair. He's very tall, pero very like we said, conchudo. Conchudo, jorobado. But he just gives her the trapo or the shirt or yeah. whatever it is. She does, he just gives it back to her. So it's yeah. like, you're like, oh, he's sweet. He's peaceful. Yeah. He's he's gentle. Yeah. You can tell that she's like, hey, hey, it's okay. Yeah. And he's, if anything, he's afraid of her. He's like, okay, please don't. <laughs> yeah. like. He's, she's like... Let me sing my songs for you. Ah. <laughs> ah. Do you guys know Grimes, everybody? Everybody, I go fucking love Grimes. Grimes. I know, Johnny I know loves you don't, Grimes. but I love Grimes. <laughs> Jesus. So after he gives her the trapo, he's nervous and scared of her. So he walks away and she's like, wait, hold on. What's your name? And never, nothing ever happens. Mm. So he gets back home with his two full buckets of water and he passes by Baudilio sleeping on a hammock. And again, don't do it again. He's like desesperado to just like look over this man's body. (laughs) So he puts down his like buckets and he approaches him and now Baudilio is wearing the Alaisa's necklace so he comes over and then again, bam! He grabs the wrist of poor Angel. I jump to the ceiling every wrist grab every time and he (laughs) takes poor Angel and goes back and chains him back up. Present day, and we have a POV shot of someone walking through the gardeny part of the courtyard, and we see of Gabriel's house. We see Gabriel exit a room and go check the other doors of the house. And this person that's watching him is like breathing heavily. Mm. As he's checking the doors, de repente behind him, a person runs across the courtyard. No. And I was like, no, no, no. And he hears it, and he goes to look, and he goes over to Anna's room, and under the door and the on the floor crack, we see two little feet running. <gasps> no, and uh, and he's he knocks on the door, he tries to open it, and it's locked, and he's like, Anna, Anna, let me in, and he fucking shoulder busts it open. Inside, she is just standing there, looking directly at the bed, again, just into the abyss, but this time facing the bed, and we hear a noise coming from underneath the bed, and it's like ragged breathing almost. It's like... Yeah. And he goes over to pull the sheets up, and right before he lifts it, you see someone there. I paused. I have to, like, I have to see who this fucking is. Yeah. You paused? paused. I did not. I was like, no! It's the, uh, it's the the original little boy. It's Angel as a little boy. I figured. Yeah. And then he, (laughs) and then he lifts up the sheet, and there's no one there. So now we see, again, we're in the past, Angel is sitting at a tree, He's looking at the vultures in the branches, and he's trying to whistle at them again. And uh, Grimes comes over. Grimes from the river approaches, and <laughs> it's gorgeous out here, by the way. Oh, this, like, beautiful again! View. Yes, oh. fantastic. And he's scared and shy as she approaches, but she she asks him, "Please don't go, don't go." And she says, I brought you something. And she pulls out the oldest mango that has ever existed. Like, that mango was on the brink. I was like, ma'am, you should have probably left that mango on the ground where you found it. Uh, 
un mango más viejo and she gives this mango uh, to the poor to poor Angel and he's like holy oh, fucking shit a rotten delicious. mango hell yeah he goes mm -hmm. ham y se lo traga el mango entero practicamente Grimes says no habla solo silba como un silbón mm. and silbón I guess is almost is the name of a bird as well mm. so she's saying like you you don't talk you only whistle like a whistler And so she says, that's what I'll call you now. And she very sweetly, like, strokes the hair out of his face. And she says, el silbón. Mm. And he seems to like it. He's, like, a appreciative of some ternura for the first yeah. time in however long it's been. So now we're back to Anna. And her mom is pouring salt on the outside of her room. Yes, yes girl. girl. Protect Surround this it. child. Surround this place. <laughs> She goes into the room and she's about to put a little palm leaf cross on like a, a space on the door. And when she looks up, there's something already there. And it's one of the Blair witchy dolls that we saw La Bruja yep. playing with. And this mom, who's no dummy, grabs a handkerchief and pulls this doll off with a handkerchief. Love that she uses a handkerchief. She's like, yeah, I'm not touching I'm that I'm not shit. touching this nope. fucking mierda. No way. Hell no. Outside, at the front door, Anna is handing a like a rolled up piece of paper uh -huh. to gasp <gasps> La Bruja. Who oh, is on the shit. other side of the door? And Gabriel is watching. He's like, "Who the fuck is this hoe?" And then we go to the Bruja's house, and we hear the samba music again. And then show the shusha, show the shusha, show the shusha. And she grabs a little wooden man. She's blowing cigar smoke all over it. And outside, we see Gabriel has followed her. And he sneaks up to her window, and he peeks inside, and he sees an altar and candela and statues and all that shit. But she's not there. So he turns around to leave, and classic, bam, she's right behind him. Of course. La Bruja. That show that Shusha comes back hella strong, and Gabriel says, I know what you're doing. And La Bruja, bien calma, como que nada, a fucking cucumber. She sits there, she looks at his face, and she says, Yo también sé lo que tú haces. <gasps> what what does it mean? What do you know? And so he grabs her by the neck, Fuck. slams her on the wall, and he's like, I'm not afraid of tus espíritus. Y sus voces, okay? And he drops the pagan amulet, quote unquote, that mm -hmm. little Anna was wearing, and we walk away. Here comes Grimes coming over to Angel's house, Angel's house. And she's carrying a little bag of maybe a couple fruit, maybe some four old rotten mangoes to give to him. And she knocks on the door and she's like, buenas. And who answers but fucking oh, no. Baudilio? And she's like, hi, I'm here from Angel. Or I'm here for your son, and Baudilio's like, oh, he's otherwise engaged, but, uh, you know, if you want to come in. And she's like, no, thanks. That's cool. Can you give him mm. these mm -hmm. old mangoes? <laughs> This man loves a wrist, and he Ugh. grabs that wrist, jump. And he drags her inside. Oh, and this was so she, scary. This was very scary. Goddamn. And she screams for auxilio, and she's like, Silbón, Silbón, por favor, auxilio, por favor. But Silbón slash Ángel is chained to the stump outside, and uh. not just the foot like normal. Mm -hmm. It's his whole body is wrapped with this chain around a tree. He hears the screaming, 
and he starts pulling at the trunk and moving his body and finally he throws his fucking back into it and breaks the stump backwards and he releases himself he grabs a rock he smashes the shackle off of his ankle the dogs are fucking going ham he runs into the house where Baudilio is literally pulling his pants up like he's disgusting and Angel smashes into him he's choking him out Baudilio smacks the shit out of him they throw each other outside they're fucking fighting going crazy they fight over a machete which Baudilio gets to first and he fucking slices at Angel's chest Angel screams the dogs are still fucking losing their shit in their cage Angel reaches for his chain that has kept him chained his whole entire life and he chokes Baudilio with it then he grabs a fucking stick or a rock or something and he is just literally stabbing yeah. at him in his Ooh, gut. This is brutal. Brutal. He's fucking him up. Then we see that Baudilio, eyes open, is fucking dead. Guts yeah. out. He, and Angel is like playing with the, not playing with, but he's got him in his hands. He's pulling out them guts, oh, dude. Oh, shit. Wow. Fucked. Meanwhile, the dogs are losing their fucking mind because they probably smell guts and they escape from their mm. wooden cage. And Angel looks up and they're coming right to him. So he gets up to run, but those dogs attack the shit out of him and tear him up to pieces. Oh my God. They fuck him up. From the house, a fucking mess, obviously, here comes Grimes. And she falls to the ground where Angel's dead body is there now. He's dead, been killed by these dogs, mm-hmm. ripped to shreds. Half of his face is oh, bitten off. My Horrible. God, that mouth wound is Oof. very like, well done, y'all. The full, very like, well done. The entire cheek, you can see to the end of his teeth. Yeah. It's horrible. And sweet Grimes picks up his arms and drags this body up a hill. Mm. She digs a hole and she buries him. We hear a voiceover and this time it's Gabriel and he's reading from the old book. And it says, Victoria dug a hole where she pushed Angel's body into it. She covered it with dirt and placed a simple wooden cross on top. And then he says, La sangre y el sufrimiento de un inocente lo despertó del más allá. Mm. Which I think is such a great sentence. The blood and suffering of an innocent woke him up from the beyond. Del más Mm. allá. I love it. And then at this moment, as we're hearing this narration, we see a woman. A woman we've never seen before. And she's holding a crying baby. I couldn't really tell if this baby was like freshly birthed Mm -hmm. or if this was just like a young baby. I don't know if she had just had it or what. It seemed like it looked a little bloody goopy, but maybe not. I think the idea is it's supposed to be fresh, but they just that's the that's the smallest they could get with the baby. And they're like, throw some like blood looking stuff on (laughs) it. Some fucking jello on it. People will get it. It's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's telling it to shut up. She's like, callate, callate, like shushing mm-hmm. this baby. But the baby won't stop crying. Guys, I'm so sorry. Guys. She grabs a, a rock from close to her and she kills that baby. Now, thankfully, we don't see it, but it's still fucking awful. Oh, but it's horrible because you hear the baby crying and she brings down the rock and it's like, bam, Immediate. Cuts. 
immediate. I out loud said, oh my God. Yeah, me too. What the fuck? Me Holy too. shit. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, here we are. In the the narration, as, as Gabriel is still reading the manuscript, it says he moves like a vulture and then we hear. And in the doorway of his home, we see... El Silbon. This is no longer Angel. This is now El Silbon. It's just his silhouette. He puts on a huge hat. He's got a bag on, like a sack on his back. He's todo conchudo jorobado. Very tall. Very sinister. Oh, creepy. This, this man's creepy looking. And suddenly he is right by this woman and he fucking grabs her. She screams and he drags that bitch away. It's the next morning and the priest from the beginning, the dictating priest that was standing in the window, is walking over to a group of people who are looking at the body of somebody on the ground. Very similar to the priest and Gabriel earlier in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's the body of this woman. And one of the people there says no one saw anything, but there was a horrible whistling and it was definitely of a man. It was this was no animal that did this. This was a person. So that's of the past, that particular murder. And also just got to say that body was fucked up. Oh, yeah. These practical effects here, very cool. Very good. So Gabriel keeps narrating from this book. Nunca se supo de dónde salía ni cómo se llamaba. Solo escucharon que silbaba, which we saw Mm. earlier at the top. Mm -hmm. And then he continues. He destroyed his victims. He would eat their entrails like a vulture to prey. All of them were evildoers absent of all the good and then at this moment as we're hearing this narration we see a man discovering a body in a back alley with his guts fucking splayed out holy and shit. then there's a huge loud blackout like it was a blackout but it was like a smash and it made me jump again yep and we hear like rattling of bones and the narration says, he carries the cursed bones of his father in a sack. The cracking bones and his whistle can be heard far away when he is close by. Now we see Anna and she's sitting in her room. And she's looking at the rocking chair. Very chill, very cool, not creepy at all. <laughs> Outside, her mom waits from across the courtyard when Gabriel comes in. And she hides, and she watches him go into Anna's room very quietly. Hmm. She crosses the courtyard over to Anna's window, and she looks in. And in Anna's bedroom, Anna sits on the bed with Gabriel, her dad, sitting next to her. He's stroking her arm with his knuckle. Nope. Very not fatherly, if you will. Nope. Gabriel puts his hand on Anna's knee. And lifts her skirt. And then he holds the inside of her thigh. Oh, no. And the mom is watching this. He stands up because it seems as though more is going to happen. And she walks away. The mom can't watch anymore. I can't believe she leaves. I know, dude. I know. I mean, a lot to deal with. But I'm, I'm meaning like, oh, my God, go inside there and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. In the room, we see that Gabriel sees that Anna is holding on to a knife. Blade first. Like, she is holding on to the blade. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And all of a sudden, 
whatever is about to happen is out of his mind. He grabs the knife from her hand. He pulls it off. And she's, again, this little girl stares off into nothing like a professional. (laughs) And he leaves the room and he goes into the kitchen and he's washing his hand and the knife. And his wife is in that kitchen, too. And she's been fucking sobbing because she just Mm -hmm. discovered her husband's a garbage person. Mm -hmm. She walks up to him and he goes, ¿Qué pasa? To quote TikTok, there's a song that's very popular right now uh-huh. where it goes, she knows, I know she knows, oh. I know she knows, so he knows she that knows. she knows. Uh-huh. Can I ask you, this might be too early to ask this, but I will ask this. So, Anna is not possessed. She's just traumatized because she is being molested. I think it may be a little bit of both. Okay. I think it's she's traumatized for being molested. There's clearly then... witchy stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. This is a question that I'm going to get to at the end that I didn't understand and I think we should uh, ask discuss a little later. Yeah. Sure. In her own bedroom, the mom is looking into a mirror. She takes off her necklace. She kisses the medallion and she sets it down. Now we see Anna at her window and she draws something with her finger on the window and it looks like a person with like a rope coming off of them. After Anna draws this little figure on the window it cuts to the mom but the mom is sitting on the edge of the well and she's staring blankly ahead. She took classes from her fucking kid and like her head is like kind of tilted and she's got this creepy smile on her face Mm. And when I say she's sitting on the edge of the well, I don't mean legs out. I mean legs in Mm -hmm. towards the inside of the well. And there is a very slow zoom in on her. And when we get to like her very closely, she drops and she hangs herself. The sound she makes when that rope catches is... It's like, it's almost like she accidentally drops something. It's like a... Yeah. Just like, oh... Oh, but not like that, but just, it's, no, it's like, chilling. It's yeah. chilling the sound Awful. she makes. Yeah. So, so, oh uh, my God. Now we're back to the past and we're finding body after dead body. Fucking Silbong is going ham and the townspeople are like, okay, this is, we, we, we've we had enough. Let's go catch this fucking bastard. So they go to his house and it's overgrown and old now and they're looking through these rooms and they find an old fucking rocking chair and as soon as they nope. walk away, what does that thing do? Start a rocking. And in another room, they see the hammock and that's slowly fucking rocking too and suddenly the doors slam closed and bam, he's there. His mouth is fucking half eaten. He grabs one of the men that are at the, in his house. He grabs him by the throat. He fucking throws that guy tosses him like a salad across the room the other men pick his ass up and they run over to the fucking priest this is the priest that was dictating the old priest Mm -hmm. in the church the priest asks like what do all these crimes have in common and the guys are like well the guts are splayed all over the place and there's always a huge shadow that vanishes right afterwards and Avi the whistle El Silbo Mm -hmm. and one guy the, the guy that got tossed like a salad is like Yo, I saw him head on. I saw that motherfucker, and it's the Silbong dude. It's him. And the priest is like, okay, gather his remains and go get anyone that has ever known him. Now we're at 
uh, like surround at a table surrounded by people, mostly the men that were just at this house. We see Grimes and we see Alaisa. Yes, right. And on the table are all of uh, Angel's bones. And mm-hmm. el padre está, el padre nuestro que está en el cielo santificado sea tu nombre, the whole padre nuestro. Alaisa wraps these bones in a cloth, a white cloth. Mm-hmm. And Grimes places Alaisa's necklace right in the middle of that rib cage. I was like, oof, that's fucking crazy. And finally, we see the last page of the manuscript being written out by the little altar boy young man of the priest guy. <laughs> and we see La Bruja in present day unrolling that piece of paper, which is what Anna gave to her when La Bruja went over to her house. Mm-hmm. And it's that final page. Shoda Shusha begins, and behind the Bruja, we get a pan over, and we see all of her old Espiritu family. And who's in there? Again, El Brujo. So when she said, me, uh, my ancestors... Those are all the brujo ancestors yeah. that she had. Mm-hmm. Back to olden times. The priest hands his altar boy the cloth package of uh, Angel's bones and the manuscript, and they place it into this like trap door hole in the ground of the church. They cover it up. Present day, we're in that same room of the church, and we see the dug up hole and the manuscript that was pulled out, and in and there's the cloth bag with the skull and bones of Angel's Angel. bones. Outside, Anna walks away with a little boy, little Angel. They're holding <sighs> hands, little ghost hands, and they walk away together. And Gabriel, at this point, is now running around looking for Anna. And he finds a woman in the middle of this like bush that he's in. He's in like a forest. And he finds a woman with long, wet hair, her back to him. And he approaches her and he touches her shoulder. And the way they did this, it's like a, like a slow swinging back and forth from character to character. Mm-hmm. So as, her ha- as his hand touches her shoulder, the camera pans over so we see her face, and it's his dead wife that hung herself in the well. But from this position, we see that behind her, it's no longer Gabriel. He has turned into Baudilio. Uh And so we pan over again to the other side, and Baudilio is like, look, it's like Gabriel realizing that he is Baudilio. He's looking at his hands. He's holding a knife. Mm-hmm. And we see from his point of view that Gabriel's dead, hung wife is now Adaisa. And so then we swing around the other way again, and Baudilio has reverted back to Gabriel. And another last swing, we see that Adaisa has turned into little Angel. Which is why... That whole thing of at the top, like people looking similar works so well right here. Yes, exactly. And at that moment, Gabriel looks at baby Angel and he says, No me mires así, like what he said in the beginning. Don't look Mm. at me like that. And uh, (laughs) Angel turns around and he runs and Gabriel chases after him. (whistles) Through the bush. (whistles) Close up of his face. Running through the thistle and like it's a chaotic fucking tumbling and through like all these vines and shit. 
finally he tumbles out onto a dirt clearing. He turns around and he sees all the Espiritu Brujos from mm. like the Brujas family standing there. He turns around and allá al final of the road, you see El Silbon. And it's like, mm. it looked like when, when you Google El Silbon, the picture of him is a silhouette and it's him like walking and it's like long legs, conchudo. Yeah. He's got his sack, the hat. It's like a, the perfect thing. Spot on. And you see him, allá chiquitito. And you're like, oh my God, that freaked me out seeing yeah, him dude. allá. So good. So good. And so then Gabriel is like, what the fuck? And he turns around and bam, there he is, half-eaten face, fucking Angel Silbon grabs him by the neck, lifts him up, blackout, we hear a scream and a fucking bone crunch. And as it fades back in, we see Gabriel impaled in a fucking tree like branch, correct? And the camera pans all around the tree. And it, when it comes around the other side, we see that Gabriel is now Baudilio. Fin de la película. Awesome. Ooh. Now, I think we have some things to discuss before yes. we get into trivia. So, the bruja. Throughout the movie, I was like, who is this lady? Mm -hmm, so this mm -hmm. woman is the ancestor of the bald brujo from that we saw in like the past times. Correct. So that is her ancestor. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that the bruja, present times, is the one who unearthed the manuscript and the bones. I think it was Anna that did that. Ah, why do because, you think that? Because Anna gave her the paper from the book. Remember? Interesting. Yeah, so she was the one who would have had it. But how did Ana in the first place become like well, the bruja, Poseída? The bruja had the picture of Ana, remember? In yes, the beginning? Yes, she had the picture. So my ah, theory is mm -hmm. my theory is La Bruja is carrying on the curse that her ancestor placed upon Baudilio's family. Mm -hmm. We never get this, pero I think Gabriel, in some way, is maybe ancestry ancestor. of Baudilio. Sure. And it doesn't help that he's a fucking garbage person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we never really know why she releases this curse on Gabriel. But my question is... Why does he ask, Será que ha vuelto? Went to the priest in the beginning when they discover the dead woman. Mm -hmm. Why Ana? Why use this child yeah. as like the vehicle to bring El Silbon back to life? Which, you know, the whole point that El Silbon is he goes after bad people, mm -hmm. but I don't understand the specificity of that family. And also to the woman that hung herself in the well, like, A, why? why? Yeah. I mean, it's creepy. I understand the creep value of it yeah. for this movie. But like, is, that a, is that part of the curse that she would hang herself? Maybe. And here's another question that I have, which is, how did the bruja know that that little girl was being molested? We never know. Because it seems to me, you know, throughout the movie, you're like, oh, the bruja is evil. She spooks Magoo. You know, like, she's, yeah. what is she, why is she doing this to this poor little girl? But the way I interpret this is that she's protecting this little girl. Yeah. At the end. That's that's how I see this. Well, I think it's meant to mirror the brujo and Angel at the top. Mm -hmm. It never feels 
like she's doing this to endanger the little girl. If anything, it feels very protective. Yes. Well, we're left with questions, but it's enough that like in this kind of film, you're supposed to have questions. Right. I guess. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into some trivia. Okay. Okay, great. So here is my trivia for today. So first of all, I thought it would be important to just talk about the Llanos, which is where this um, myth legend comes from. So this is from Wikipedia. The Llanos, or plains, are a vast tropical grassland plain area situated to the east of the Andes in Colombia and Venezuela in northwestern South America. It is an ecoregion of the tropical and subtropical grasslands, savannas, and shrublands biome. Science. Okay, (laughs) so just so you know, that's uh, where this took place. So I found some cool like YouTube videos about the Silbon that I would absolutely recommend checking them out. So in one of the videos, I found out that the Silbon is also known as El Sinfin, meaning the endless, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And so this cool video that I found on YouTube, it's from a TV show called Monstrum. If you want to watch it, just go to YouTube, look up Storied. And Silbon, you'll find it very easy to find. And in this video, this is kind of going slightly off topic, but not really, pero I'm still going to say it. In this video, the host speaks with an Argentino named Juan Fernández Gebauer, who worked on a show called Fantasmagorias. So I was like, what's this show? I'd never heard about it. So I looked it up, and she's fancy as hell. So this show, Fantasmagorias, is on HBO Max, and according to IMDb, it's a series of animated short films based on Latin American urban myths and legends that ran from 2017 to 2019. And episode four of season one is called The Whistler. And there are a bunch of other cool uh, leyendas on there that we can watch. I did not watch the episode, but just so you know, it's out there. I had no idea. Oh, my so, God. I'm going to watch cool. this. This Hell is so yeah, cool. Hell yeah, dude. HBO Max. Go check it out. I want to watch it, too. Okay, here we go. So let's start talking about the legend of El Silbon. Bear with me because it goes all over the fucking place. So this is from Steemit.com. Steemit? Sure. <laughs> so this article is called Venezuela Narrada la Leyenda del Silbon, written by Almer Bolívar. So this is going like way back. Apparently, the legend, so I put this all through Google Translate, the legend originates with a young man named Joaquin Flores. So it says here, Joaquin Flores was born in El Bijao in the state of Barinas. And according to studies, it is said that he was born in December of 1818. His nickname was the Canilludo because of his height. So apparently he was very, very tall. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting. There are different versions of this legend. But in this one, he was a young man who people called spoiled because of his capricious behavior. And he was given to angry reactions. So one day in May, together with his dog, Tudesco, he went out with his father to hunt. So Joaquin, this young boy, he was eager to get a deer But he wasn't very good at hunting, and he was whistling rather than actually hunting. And so due to his lack of skill in hunting, he asked his father to hunt the deer for him. But the father was like, get your own deer, whatever. So resentful, Joaquin gave up the hunt. In the distance, a storm was starting, which made them kind of hurry up on their way back home. And on their way home, they encountered a log that prevented them from moving forward. So Joaquin says, straighten 
letting that that stick for me. And the father says, how am I going to straighten it, Ganiyulo? Can't you see that it grew crooked? And so the boy says, the same thing happened to me. You let me grow crooked, and now you intend to straighten me out. Joaquin caught his father by surprise and knocked him down, then killed him on the ground. Dying, his father cursed him to wander for eternity, carrying his bones on his back without being able to stop whistling. However, that was not enough. Apparently, Joaquin also took out the father's guts and took the guts home so that his mother could cook them. Okay, so that's one of the stories that goes back to Joaquin from way back when. But then let's switch to Wikipedia. The story always starts with the son killing the father. One version states that this son returned home one day and found his father abusing his beautiful young wife, and this so angered him that he killed his father, which is more so which along the lines kind of, of what, what we this saw. Movie is, yeah. The Silbon has a characteristic whistle that resembles the musical notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B in that order. <laughs> Who knows? It is said that when the whistling sounds close, there is no danger, and the whistler is far away. But the when but when the whistling sounds distant, it means it is nearby, which is fucking That's creepy horrifying. as hair. As yeah. hell, yeah. Creepy as, as hair. The only thing that can save the victim is the sound of a dog barking, as it's the only thing that the, the Silbon is afraid of, which also is apparent in our movie. A chili or a whip. Many inhabitants of Los Llanos say that they have seen it, primarily in the summer, a time when the Venezuelan savanna burns in the harsh drought. The Silbon sits in the trees and gathers dust in his hands. But it is mainly on rainy or humid days that the spirit wanders, hungry for death, and eager to punish drunkards, womanizers, and sometimes innocent victims. It is said that it sucks the alcohol out of drunkards through their navel when it finds them alone and that it tears womanizers to pieces, removes their bones, and puts them in the sack where it keeps the remains of his father, which is also fucked. Cool. <laughs> they say that the Silvon can appear by a house on certain nights, drop his sack on the ground, and count the bones one by one. If one hears it, nothing will happen. But if someone doesn't hear it before dawn, one member of the family will never wake up again. Creepy. I don't know if this was a choice of the director, but like mm -hmm. in the beginning when we hear that wind chime and the choice of the wind chime being like a hollow bamboo wind chime rather than a steel one, which makes it sound more bone-like. Totally. I think, I think that... I mean, it'd be re really cool if that was the idea behind it. Makes sense to me. Me too. Especially in this movie that was very, like, symbolic. I feel like there was yeah. a lot of symbolism. I think, absolutely. Very, very quickly here, I'm just going to say something quickly about Gisberg Bermudez, who was the director of our film. He is best known for this critically acclaimed independent feature film, the one we just saw, El Silbon, which skyrocketed to number one in Venezuela, nice. sold out for weeks, and garnered him a Venezuelan Press Award for Best Film. Hey. The film went on to receive multiple accolades for cinematography, screenwriting, makeup, and casting, and took home the best Ibero-American film from Buenos Aires, Rojo Sangre, festival nice so good job and that's my trivia for today way to go guys yeah um i don't have a lot but i figured i'd talk about one of the production companies that i saw in the beginning mm -hmm. called 
mestizo productora cinematográfica. So I googled them to see what's up, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty great. Cool. Their website called mestizocine.com says about us. During these 17 years, Mestizo has focused its efforts on strengthening Venezuelan filmmaking and especially in the west of the country, which is why our work has made possible the successful materialization of important regional work and national audiovisual creators. This has allowed us to advance in the projection of cinema and audiovisual events as a factor of social transformation and openness to the challenges of today's world, hmm. which is very cool. Mm -hmm. So way to go, Mestizo Cinematográfica. And then I thought, okay, well, so uh, Leonidas Urbina, we talked about him during Infección, but mm -hmm. who is Fernando Gaviria, who plays Baudilio. Mm. Now, Fernando Gaviria, besides being incredibly handsome, Daddy. you may know him as Tapia Muscle Crew in the film Bad Boys 2. Oh. Oh. So Stop. if you saw the movie Bad Boys 2, like I did several oh. times, you would recognize him. I Do didn't you? remember him. No, oh, I didn't recognize okay. him at all. He also seems to have maybe like a gay film that is. Oh. It's a web series, oh. not film. It's called Roomies, like Roomies. Uh -huh. And the cover photo, I mean, if you go to his IMDb, it's two, it's him and a bald bearded man, both naked in bed. Oh. And uh, Looking it, says, it up right now. Did you see it? No. Desperately searching for this. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a gay thing, but there's like there's post there's a woman involved too. So who fucking knows? Can't say whatever. Pero in his IMDb page, there's a little bio, so I figured I'd read that. So Fernando Gaviria was a bodybuilding champion twice in a row in the city of Maracaibo, Venezuela, which you can mm -hmm. tell by his shoulder width. Good and Lord. He owned his own gym at the age of 20, which is very cool, then moved to the city of Miami in 1995 to pursue his dream of being an actor. After living in that city for eight years and have, having been in more than 50 national commercials in the Latin American market, he got his first opportunity to be in a great studio movie, Bad Boys 2, directed by Michael Bay. Nice. In this production, it was his first opportunity to have a speaking part. So that's very cool. Cool. In 2003, he moved to Los Angeles to start from scratch his career as an actor. And in Los Angeles, he discovered his passion for writing and he wrote his first screenplay called Inked. In 2011, Fernando tried his luck in Mexico where little by little, his name came to be found in the best series made in that country and also in Colombia. So congratulations, Fernando Gaviria. Good job, dude. You look great. You do look great. That's the end of my trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are you ready to answer some questions for me? Yes, please. Eileen, were you scared? I mean, I jumped a bunch. So I'd say, yeah, I had some, I had my moments. Sure. What about you? I'm going to say yes. Plenty of jumps. Yeah. And also for me, it was more so than the jumps. It was the creep factor where I was, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was a little confused throughout this movie, which I think I've expressed already, but I was genuinely creeped and like, what the fuck is going on here? So a solid yes. They built a lot of tension, which was yes. very good. What was your best scare? Every single time that motherfucker grabbed a wrist. Every time a, gr a wrist was grabbed, I was 
jumping. Mm-hmm. I have three different goose eggs on the top of my head that are <laughs> from the ceiling. Give this Ooh. woman a sack of frozen peas. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was this scene in present day with Anna and Gabriel in the room where she hands him the picture of Ooh, him standing behind, in the mirror. Behind her shoulder? Yeah. Yes, and he's just like looking in the mirror, looking at the drawing. What the fuck's going on here? That, I mean, I was escalofrios. That was spooks yeah. to me. Willies, willies. Yes, the willies. Who was your favorite character? Uh, I I thought Alaisa was particularly good. Yeah. I mean, a gorgeous face to look at. Oh, God. And not for nothing, I mean, listen, I love me some fucking uh, Leonidas, pero... I think Fernando Gaviria fucking nailed it as this totally. horrible. And also, fucking the guy who played Angel, old, uh, older Angel, also killed it. Honestly, everybody in this cast really was very, very good. Oh, they did a great but job. But I think I'd, I'd give it to Adaisa. Mm-hmm. Tu? I give it to adult or, you know, older Angel as the Silbon. Yeah. I thought he was really, really good. He was, um, you felt for this character when he was actually the Silbon, he fucking scared the shit out of me. So, yeah. A well-rounded arc there. I'm going to give it to him. Silbon. Way to go, Silbon. What was your best line? I have two. Okay. El mal es la ausencia del bien, condición exclusivamente humana. Mm, mm-hmm. Just going to lay it out now. That's my favorite, too. It's just so fucking good. Yeah. It's so good. But then the other one that I loved was... Usted no es mi dueño. Y ni mi marido. Mm. Like, yeah, fuck mm, you. Yes, bitch. You tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your best death? Baudilio. I mean, just mm. having him die, fucking choke his ass, rip his guts out, kill that bitch. Big time. Yeah. I yeah. also gave it to that, but I'm going to give it to the double whammy of Baudilio dying because very quickly right after that, poor Silbon, Angel, is torn apart by those dogs and Grimes finds him with his face ripped off. So I was just yeah. like, damn, one right yeah. after the other. Bam, that's, bam, those two that's were gotta, That's got to be it, yeah. And yeah. that was like the first, I, I'm not quite sure if I'm right about this, but one of the first moments where we're like, whoa, that, that was surprisingly violent brutal. and brutal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you learn anything about the culture? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't know about El Silbon before. Totally. Now I do. Hell yeah. Learned a lot about this this uh, scary-ass legend. Yeah. And finally, how many ooies are you going to give this movie? I really like this movie. I like this origin story. Usually, and recently, I've I had this conversation with a friend of mine recently where I was like, I don't need a villain origin story anymore. Mm. Too many people are like, but look at the bad guy. This is how he turned bad. He was good. Mm. It was whatever. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Sometimes I just want my villain to be a fucking villain, okay? Sure. I don't need to be like, oh, Maleficent was actually very sweet when she was younger. I don't give a fuck. No. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. And just and let her like, be bad. Just let her be bad. But genuinely, the character, the Silbon himself, is he kills bad people. So mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm chill with learning about how this man became the legend that he is. And the acting was really good in this movie. It was visually very beautiful. It had a lot of really cool shots. So I'm giving this movie three oys because it was very watchable. Yeah. Good stuff. Itu? I also gave this movie three oys. It was well shot. 
It was pretty to look at. Great performances. I was a little confused. I'm not sure, going to lie. Sure, there were questions for there sure. Were, there, and there still are, which, you know, I'm literally talking out of my ass because, I don't know, rewind 30, 30 minutes ago and I was like, but it's okay to have questions. But I was also like, ¿Qué? ¿Qué pasó? <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. I'm a little confused, but I love the practical effects. I loved that creepy-ass character of the Silbon. I had a good time. I really did. So For sure. three ooze. Check this movie out. You'll learn something. You are guaranteed to jump at least once when somebody's wrist is grabbed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so check it out, everybody. Yeah. Have a good time in Venezuela. Mm. So let's get out of this farm, this beautiful courtyard. Let's uh, grab our hat and sack of bones and get on out of here. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate you being here. It's, uh, I think next week is New Year's, so Happy New Year. Holy Enjoy shit. yourselves. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Be safe, And while everybody. you're at it, remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Please. Oh, I found out recently that you can now rate and review on Spotify. Yes. So right. go ahead and get on Spotify and give us five stars if mm-hmm. you are so inclined. That'd be great. Send us some love on Spotify. Um, make sure and follow our redes sociales at Uikiror on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to Sonoro for being fantastic. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Sonoro Podcast. Send us an email at wikiorror at gmail.com. And um, if you hear a whistle far away, that means El Silbon is right up close. Yeah. And if you hear a whistle right up close, it means that you're probably chill to go to the bathroom at night. Yeah, but make it quick. And if you see a wrist, go ahead and grab it. Uh, (laughs) Johnny, I uh, love you so, so much. And uh, I uh, am so excited to see you so soon. Fingies crossed. Uh, Yep. Fingers crossed. Stay healthy out there, everybody. Yeah. uh, Watch out. It's scary. It's freaky. But we love you. I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.